Welcome to the Monkey House. It's me here in the year 2024. And I'm about to be in Sydney and Brisbane. Sydney from the 8th to the 12th of May. Brisbane from the 16th to the 19th of May doing my show, Drier Drier, at the respective comedy festivals in those cities. But I'm also, uh, while I'm up there, I figured I had a couple of days to kill. So I'm doing a Who Knew It With Matt Stewart on Monday the 13th of May at the Chippendale Hotel and in Brisbane at Good Chat Comedy on the 14th of May. And you can get tickets for all of that. Now, go to mattstewartcomedy.com for the links. mattstewartcomedy.com. Now, on with the show. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit PlanetBroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Welcome to Primates, the podcast about primates in popular culture from Chimpan A all the way down to Chimpan Z. I'm your host, Matt Stewart, and I'm joined as always by my trusty second banana from the gaming show about games, Gaming Game. It is Evan Munro-Smith. <laughs> Hello. It's so good to make your acquaintance once again, Evan. <laughs> Quickly, can I ask you, did you watch the show we're going to talk about? I did, actually. Oh, that's great. Uh- <laughs> that is a great relief. Um. Yeah, the, the the season finale. How exciting! I just watched it again. I sort of skimmed through it again, and yeah. So looking forward to talking about it. Season finale, season one of the Netflix series, The Umbrella Academy. So, um, <laughs> if you've been playing along, you'll know that we've been working through episode one at a time, and we're up to episode ten. This one's called The White Violin. Yeah. Uh, which is, in the comic books, that's the name of Vanya's character. She is the white violin. And all her powers comes from her white violin. In the show, though, she plays a wood-coloured violin. <laughs> yeah. Well, Bit but until, until later, it is, it is, it does actually change colour. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah, it um, does. Later that's on. Of, uh, and, yeah, so does she. She goes, like, her clothes change colour, too. Yeah, which must be one of her other powers. Yeah. Um, She's got the power of bleach. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yes, uh, but obviously the, the the key difference we've seen so far is that her power doesn't strictly come from her violin. It's it, in the in the TV series anyway. Um, whereas in the comics, that's that's the only source of her power. I, yeah. I believe. The first time we see her power in the show, it is from her violin. I think when she's auditioning. Is that the first time? Oh, is it when she? Can, does she convince the? Yeah, convinces the the captain of the um <laughs> the violin team that or... she should <laughs> get the first chair. Yeah, what do you call it? The coach. But then she doesn't. No, but she gets whatever spot she does get. Yeah, oh, I think oh, she no, does. No, it's, no, no he, she does because after the powers, the powers convince yeah, him. Yeah. She's auditioning for um 
what's her name's spot in first chair. Yeah, the powers of her violin compelled them. Yeah, I forgot that, that that her powers can be used to compel people like that. Yeah. It's like I heard a rumour. Yeah, it is a bit. I heard a violin Mm. and it sounded good. (laughs) So, the synopsis for this one, which initially aired on Netflix February the 15th, 2019, synopsis is... As a lifetime of secrets and resentments bring the Umbrella Academy crashing down, the Hargreave siblings, or the, the Hargreave sibling, realise the worst is still to come. That's got to be siblings. That's a typo, I reckon. Yeah. Yeah, unless it's specifically referring to one of them. I'm not, I'm not sure. No, I, well, the, the Hargreave siblings realise the worst is still to come. And Hargreaves is spelt, I've only just realised. With without, two E's? With two E's. Is it really? Like, I, I'm sure I was sure it was EA or that's AA. That's why I've been saying Hargraves. I um, But then I did notice uh, in the start, there's a flashback in this episode and you do see it written down and it, and it was two E's. I'm like, oh, that's weird. I wonder right. if, it, if it used to be two E's and then it changed it and maybe it never changed to... So our brains yeah, have just been converting it to a name that we recognise. I guess so, but, of course, but I, know, I don't know anyone named Hargraves. <laughs> like, it's right. not a name that I'm familiar with. Yeah, that is so weird. Um, we did we go through a, like a Mandela effect sort of wormhole? Maybe, maybe we did. I'm looking it up on IMDb to see their names. Because where would I've gotten that from? Yeah, I don't know. But we both ease. had the same idea. We've probably just been confirming it to each other. Yeah, how weird. All right, sorry everybody. That's our bad. <laughs> that is our bad. That one is our bad. I still maintain that saying. Gerard as Jared yep. <laughs> is acceptable. But if Gerard Way wants to call himself Gerard Way, then he Gerard gets his Gerard Way. It sounds- <laughs> I still think it's Jared Way. But- it just sounds so a bit, bit more pompous, doesn't it? Gerard. Gerard yeah, I think Way. it just sounds yeah, a bit classier or something. Yeah. He seems like a classy guy. Hmm. Uh, and, yeah, he fe- his, a song of his or a cover that he does- Ends the series. But we'll get yes, to that at the end, I guess. <laughs> All in good time. So, it does start, as you just mentioned before there, Evan, it starts with a flashback to the time of long ago. Yes. But it's a time of, like, horses and carts. Yes. Although we we, we have been discussing how this show uh, is sort of set out of time a little bit in that it's, you know, it, I suppose it's set present day 2019, um, you know, when it was made or aired or whatever but um but you know the technology is clearly not at a, a 2019 level and um i've been looking at for like they they drive older cars but but on the streets there are still modern cars i don't know it just it, it seems like maybe um maybe it's a different timeline or something i don't know but yeah. the but technology isn't quite up to speed um so I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know exactly when this is, but we do see that. So it, we see a younger Sir Reggie, which I guess yeah. gives us a rough idea if if he's a a human that is aging, uh, yeah, naturally, which is not a given uh, in this show. But it, um, it seems like it's something like a hundred years earlier, right? So he, you mean in in terms of the world that they're in? Yeah, because well, it just said long ago. It didn't give a time, but the he he arrives at this place and he buys a shop that was established in 1898 yeah so it's got to be sometime beyond that yep but there's still horses and carts but yeah like there's horses and carts like by so his i assumed age, it was early 1900s yeah by his age it should be 
the 80s or something. Yeah, it feels but like it, it should be at least like at least the 60s or 70s. Yeah. So yeah, that's interesting. It's it's um I guess Sir Reggie is much older than we thought he was. Um yeah. or he's a time traveler or who 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 bloody knows. Um but he's there with um who I assume is his wife. Yes. Um or yeah, his love is how the yes. fandom um breakdown describes her. Okay. Says, long ago, uh... Reginald Hargraves brings a violin to his love, happy that she wants to play it again. However, she wants him to take it with him and give it to someone special who will cherish it. Although he does not want to leave, Sir Reginald has to save the world. He releases energy from a jar, which is something I want to ask you about in a second, watching from the window as missiles streak into the sky. In the 19th century... Reginald Hargreaves arrives as an immigrant and buys a business that manufactures umbrellas. So that's the whole scene. What's yeah. the, so he, he's hanging out with his love, a woman She's who, apparently on her deathbed, I suppose. Yeah. It seems. And it seems like it's an end of world scenario is happening there as well, right? Yeah. Because things are blowing up. And then he says he doesn't want to leave. There's got to be another way. She says it has to be this way. I'm going to die here and you will not. And then he takes that jar of energy, little bits of light in a jar. Yeah, like magic dust. Yeah, what is that? I've got no idea. (laughs) It's some like golden glowing dust that he has in a jar. She's never explained. He sort of releases it. Yeah, it's never explained. It's. Um, I don't. Why did they do that? I don't know. I'd forgotten about it after watching it (laughs) the first time and the second time. So then, when I watched it again today, I'm like, "Wait, what the fuck is that?" Glowing stuff. Um, it's, it would be clear. I bet anyone who's read the comics would be like, oh, that's the uh, shamational uh, fizzuzzles or something like yeah, that. Yeah, look, I'm sure they'll go into it more in, in season two, I suppose. It's okay. setting up more of a, a backstory for Sir Reggie. Um, and I'll grant that he's, he's starting to seem a bit more eccentric now. <laughs> uh, I mean, who buys an umbrella manufacturing factory or whatever that is? Yeah, sight unseen. Or, I mean, he's um, just walked in and bought it. He's... I guess so. I mean, it's implied. Is he in in the umbrella business? I don't know. Because that would be very lucky if he was already in the umbrella business and he steps off the boat and sees an umbrella business for sale. But I think he just went, you know what? I'm going to get in the umbrella business. Yeah. I guess he's already quite wealthy. Hmm. Um... At the very anyway, least, what it did was it gave... Because we never talked about this, but at the start of every episode, they, they do a little a little visual thing in the scene oh, yes. that shows the name of the show, The Umbrella yes. Academy. This was a pretty clean one. He opened the umbrella and it said <laughs> on it, The Umbrella Academy. Yeah, which uh, I'm sure they've been wanting to do for a while. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, then we come back to the current day. Unless you got anything else you want to say about that scene. No, look, that was that's about all we can glean from it, really. I think it's all fairly confusing um, and doesn't seem to have much bearing on the rest of what's going on. No, the, probably the main thing that um, it does tell us is that, you know, he used to be a, he was a kind of romantic guy. He wasn't always this distant, eccentric billionaire. Yes. At uh, one but point- I guess it also um, tells us the origins of the violin. That's true. And the umbrella where the Umbrella Academy gets its name, I guess. Yeah, I think we can infer that. Cuz it's not clearly not 
obvious anywhere else why it's called no. the Umbrella Academy. <laughs> so um, then back to the current day, uh, Vanya is just, she's just burst out of her Vanya vault. Yep. The soundproof <laughs> booth. And her eyes are white and she looks like she's ready to fuck shit up. And yeah. she does. She does indeed. She's um, tearing through the house, uh, remembering how she was shunned and ignored as a child and just leaving destruction behind yeah. her. Yeah, every, every room through. she remembers being shunned in, she blows up. <laughs> yeah. I was shunned in that room. Well, that room's <laughs> got to go. Yeah, I mean, all the other rooms go to, unless, unless it was indeed every room but that she yeah. was shunned in. But, um, but yes, focuses on, on particular memories that she has of... Um, in, in each place, um, so and and everyone's sort of the family's there, and they're you know they're sort of panicking a bit. Um, Pogo tries to talk her down. First, um, he tells the rest of the family to leave. Uh, Luther wants to help, but Pogo says, "No, you go. I'll I'll try and and see what I can do. But you guys will save yourself." So pretty heroically, yeah. Pogo, the chimp butler, um, goes and yeah. talks to Vanya. I would have thought he's as good a chance as any of them to be able to defuse the situation. Yeah. Uh, they all seem to, you know, more or less respect him. Um, but And then he, he sort of makes the case, look, we were trying to protect you. She asks, did you know? And yeah, he- so she he explains fully what happened. We just were trying to protect you from yourself and the others. He exp- he, he lays it all down and then she says... Did you know? How, like, were you listening, Vanya? Yeah, he just obviously. Explained, obviously, he knew. Um, but it's pretty black and white for her, I guess. Yeah. Um, he says that he did know. And uh, she uh, hurls him across the room and uh, impales him on some mounted antlers on the wall. And uh, he dies. Yeah. And he, can, and he sort of groans. His he does groan. It's, it's a brutal. I'd groan too if I was death scene. I'm look. Pogo. I'm not having a go at Pogo for groaning. <laughs> I'm just saying they really. They. I mean, they don't fully draw it out, but they don't make it a, an easy, quick death that he instantly died as he was impaled. He was hanging there alive for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty um, grim. And that was yeah. Yes, that was a sad moment. But that, that Luther is also- sees him. Luther sees him impaled on the antlers, but but. I mean, I guess there was no saving him at that stage and they all had to go. Yeah. How did you feel about that? Uh, oh, look, it, 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 was, um, it was sad. It was a it was sad, sad moment. I thought I, I liked Pogo. I thought he was, um, was going to hang around. Yeah, he was doing his best, right? Yeah. Tough situation for him. Yeah. He, caught uh, between he, an eccentric father and the weirdo kids. He definitely didn't deserve that. No. Uh, um, and you say that he was obviously going to die, but through the season, we've seen people <laughs> in worse state than that come back to life. Yes. Like um, like bloody Alison, who had her head cut off, basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and, like, the handler was blown up, but I guess she's like a supernatural sort of a being of some sort, I suppose. Um, but, I mean, the other thing that can, that you know, could undo all of this, I suppose, is the element of time travel and... Uh, I mean, something. I guess something could happen and 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 save him. But for for the time being, he's dead, uh, and the the building is destroyed um, completely. 
um, starts looking reminiscent of the the scenes of the future we saw with uh, five, um, the with the destroyed, um, uh, you know, everything just sort of in rubble. Yeah, when he saw um, all the 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 bodies of his siblings in the rubble. Yeah, um, Diego is trying to find uh, their mum Grace, um, but they kind of give up on that. The building is completely like there's no surviving that. Also, she's a robot. Yeah, so there's there probably more, is surviving that, don't you think? Maybe. It, yeah, it's well, weird in shows like this where the, the ones that they pick to search for and the ones they don't, if they need that character to stay on, they'll search for them until they find them and they'll bring them back to life. If they just want to move on, the characters say, it's too late, they're dead. Yeah. It's it's so inconsistent. And it's not just <laughs> this show. That happens all the time. Like, why yeah. did you, I mean, there would have been a whole season of searching for that person <laughs> In a different scenario, but here it's like two seconds of nah, they're gone. Look, I guess uh, may- maybe they would have um, they would have focused more on that, except that five has a newspaper. Uh, it's the newspaper that he had in in the future when when he saw all this, um, and so he he believes the apocalypse is still on, uh, and he believes that Vanya is in fact the cause of it. Yes, which was my hunch as well. I agree with five on this one. Um, I thought that she'd be the cause. And look, it's looking pretty, you know, I, I think you'd probably assume that, that she would have something to do with it at this stage as well. Um, it's not a leap. Yeah, he, uh, he had a good line. What did he say? He thought, um, what's the other guy's that her boyfriend's name? Oh, Harold Jenkins. Harold Jenkins. He said, Harold Jenkins was the spark. Vanya's the bomb or something like that. Yeah. Uh, you did skip one bit that was pretty important as well. Um, Diego was pulled out and his life was saved Yes, by, it seemed like Klaus. He thought it was Klaus, but it was actually Ben. The mm. ghost of Ben um, dragged him out himself, which is pretty amazing. Yes. So Ben's yes, starting because... to figure out how to physicalize himself. Yes, we because we saw him hit Klaus in a previous episode as well. So we've seen a couple of these points now where Ben has, has been given a physical form um, is able to actually do things rather than just hang around and be a useless bloody ghost. Um, <laughs> so um, we also at the end of the, the last episode, we saw, of course, Hazel and Charter in the motel. Charter had her uh, elaborate uh, death trap for Agnes and the handler arrived and, and froze Agnes in time. Uh, and so now we see where that sort of follows on. Uh, the handler has sat down, Hazel and Char-Char, and wants an explanation for what's been going on here. Yeah. She said something like, I gave you a simple job that was meant to take one day. Yeah. Well, what's going on? She must have known full well that it wasn't a simple one-day job, potentially. Just kill five. A I guy so. who can jump through time and space. Yeah. And they, they they do explain that that you know the, there's the family that um you know there's, a, there's some complications with the, with the, his family, and which I also I, I don't it doesn't seem clear if the handler knows about the Umbrella Academy and that their superpowers are, are a factor. Yeah, she because she doesn't mention it. She's like, oh, some yeah. maladjusted siblings. It's like, well, you haven't mentioned they each have a different superpower. Surely yeah. that comes into it as well. Yeah, it and made it sound five's like she- powers. I I feel like she must she must know, and she's just being an asshole. Um, an asshole. Yes. Yeah. Um, if she anyway, doesn't I, know, she should know in her position. Yeah, surely. Exactly. Totally. 
Um, Hazel uh, brings up the the memos because she she's like just you know you should just be doing what you're told sort of thing. And Hazel's like, well, we should should we have killed each other because we both received memos, you know, saying you know Hazel gets one to say kill Charcha, Charcha gets one to say kill Hazel. And the handler's like, oh, uh, she, she obviously wasn't aware of those, and and twigs that that was five sending back uh, these directives. Um, uh, but but uh, what happens here is the handler. After that, basically, she decides she's going to give them a new assignment, which is to protect Vanya Hargreaves at all costs. Um, and if they and do that, their yes. reward is Hazel gets to live with the donut lady, as Chelsea Handler calls her. The ultimate reward. And Yeah, totally. <laughs> and they can live together happily anywhere in time and space. And then Chacha goes, well, what about me? And she says, well, you can get a new partner and... Any fines or whatever, any any punishments you have hanging over your head, they'll all be wiped out. Her, her rewards, she gets to keep working. Yeah. But, you know, doing what, what she, she wants, loves. right? Yeah, yeah, doing what she loves, killing people in time. Um, so that that seems like a pretty, pretty sweet gig for them at the moment, except obviously Hazel really would rather just be out of it. But, um, but that's uh, them's the breaks. Uh, I guess they're lucky that they're still alive at this stage at all. <laughs> really, <laughs> yeah. They, I mean, you gotta, sometimes you can't be choosy, you know? Yeah. Um, anyway, so now we see Vanya. She's got a nice suit. Uh, she's she's uh, grabbing her violin. I guess she, she's back at her apartment at this stage. Um, grabs her violin and uh, she's crossing the street rather recklessly, I'd say. Yeah, she did um, not look left, no. then right, then left again as we're taught <laughs> as children. Yes, uh, and uh, a, a or probably car. for her in America would have been right, then left, then right again. Oh, is that how they do it? I, you'd it's assume all backwards they'd... over there, isn't it? Yeah. Wait. Hang on a second. I don't know. <laughs> is that what we're taught? I know it's yeah, one it's way, one the those. other way, and then one way again. I'm not sure if it matters which way first, though. Okay. Um. Anyway, <laughs> uh, she's crossing the street. A car rocks up and starts honking at her, uh, and then she she just flips that car. Um, not flipping the bird, she f- physically flips, flips it over with her power. I think the guy in the car says something like, "Hey, bitch, get out of the way." Yeah, which you know, I, I people, you he know, jumps straight to pretty angry the language wheel. there. Yeah, you know, some people get angry when they drive. You know, that's she. I mean, she was just walking. I'd be angry at her. I would. I don't think I'd use that sort of language, but I'd be pretty annoyed if someone was just crossing the street without looking, um, and I was driving along. It's a dangerous thing to do. It's for her own good, really. Okay. That that she don't do that. Well, let me say it would be for your own good not to call Vanya a bitch. Well, because yes. Because she's about I, to flip your car, Evan. But she, look, this guy didn't didn't know that that she was Vanya Hargreaves. She didn't he, he didn't know that she had that sort of power. Well, maybe just respect people in general. Well, I guess that's the lesson. And then you'll here, respect right? the people superpowers and the people without superpowers. <laughs> Be nice to people because they might have superpowers. Yeah, well, is the lesson. maybe be, just be nice to people. And as a bonus <laughs> from that, that will mean that you'll always be nice to people with superpowers. Yeah, no, that, that's that's uh, good advice. Um, so now we see the, the family are regrouping at a bowling alley. Yeah, they I say that. they're just laying low. When, after their house explodes, they go, all right, let's meet at the bowling alley or whatever the bowling alley is called. Yeah. Um, and there's a, they, to a uh, funny little moment where someone, one of the workers, comes over and says, "The manager says if you don't 
If you're not bowling, <laughs> you'll have to go. This is for bowlers only. And they've already paid. They've paid for one round, and they're just sitting and chatting. So, uh, yeah, which is a bit of a weird thing from management. I mean, can't you just the pay bowl at your own pace? It's not just... like all the lanes were taken. But anyway, so Luther grabs yeah. a bowling ball and throws it over his shoulder and gets a strike about four lanes down. Funny moment. I reckon they'd do quite well if they were bowling. Yeah. Um, I heard a rumour not... that I'm about to get a strike. <laughs> Should have to um, ride it on a but pad. But uh, they've got bigger fish to fry at the moment. Um, bigger so they, fish they, they to wanna... fry than a perfect round? <laughs> <laughs> um, they want to find Vanya, which is fair enough. She's dangerous and also they probably want to try and make amends. Um, but probably most importantly, they want to uh, stop her in some way. Uh, and they, they figure Klaus is looking through the newspaper at this point yeah. and they, they see the advertisement for her performance at the orchestra, which is tonight. Um, and they figure she will be there, which I think is like, well, I mean, I suppose. Yeah, I know. I, I agree. Mean, that's it's not, like a, not she's necessarily blowing stuff up. I'm expecting she's skipping her performance, but they're all going. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it's so funny that some of those coincidences that they leave in, like, so if Klaus wasn't flipping through the newspaper right now, they wouldn't yeah. have got there in time. I guess not. They wouldn't have thought about it. Maybe they would have. Just, what a funny. I don't know. Maybe they would have like come a, to that conclusion. They do that as the the day that wasn't, and in that day, Klaus never gets the newspaper, and we <laughs> yeah. see what happens. They end up just playing bowls until the world explodes. <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyway, but would the world ex- anyway? Look, let's not go into that. Oh. Right if they didn't intervene. Yeah, um, that's a good point. Also here, Klaus tells the family that uh, that Ben punched him uh, and it was actually Ben who saved Diego at the house. And obviously the rest um, of the family goes, fuck you, Klaus. How <laughs> dare you lie to us? <laughs> yeah. On your drugs again. I always want to be no, a bloody, bloody centre of attention. Um, so, and, and they try to demonstrate. Uh, so Ben is there, obviously, as, as a as a ghost, and 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 Klaus is like, see, oh, and he throws a bowling ball for uh, for uh, Ben to catch, and uh, it does not work. I mean, if so. that is if that it was Klaus being funny, and he's just throwing a bowling ball <laughs> to nothing, and there is no ghost Ben, that is funny. But yeah, that would yeah, they didn't laugh I'm at him. for that. They didn't laugh at him either way. No, and these are serious times. Um, and this is you mentioned last episode this this moment where a, a woman who's a, a bowling with a kid um, comes up to five and says, well, you know, the, uh, come bowl with our kid. You, you can bowl with someone your own age. And and five says, I'd rather chew off my own foot. <laughs> Which is uh, yeah, it's a, you know, now it's Evan rude, actually. But did you recognise that lady? Oh, she looked kind of familiar. But is should I? Yes. Okay. So. I think I talked about this maybe the first time around. I can't remember how much detail we got into that. I, I'm going to... So, um, a year ago or something, I did an episode about this whole series with Nick Mason and Cass mm-hmm. Page. Uh, I'll, I'll re-release that probably after this episode comes out if people want to go back through that and hear what I thought about it the first time around and how consistent <laughs> I've been. But I'm pretty sure we might have talked about this in that episode, but I found it... An article on Pop Buzz about this lady. Uh, she is. Let me see here. These articles always have a lot of faff at the top. Uh, so, um, the mysterious character in question, played by Heather Sanderson, 
and Heather is listed in three episodes on IMDb, but fans appear to have spotted her in even more. So she's in a lot of episodes. She was the lady who saw Klaus on the bus when he opened the briefcase and went to the Vietnam War. She also was probably at the um, nightclub that Luther was partying at. (laughs) Um, She was the mum of this bowling boy. But this is the... is she just? Is it just a fun Easter egg where it's one actor playing a lot of? But she's got a real distinctive look, so they wanted us to notice. I think. Yeah. She wears yeah. thick, rimmed, colourful glasses and has what looks like dyed red hair, and um, yeah. So this article sort of speculates it could be coincidental. She might just be an extra, but she's had some pretty standout interactions. Um, and it suggests that maybe she could be a time traveler. Maybe she uh, works with the handler or something like that. Maybe right. we'll find out more in the second season because it's not at all explained in this season. And she doesn't seem to do anything. No, that's right. Like of any of any import. So why and why would she in the, the other episode? She was just sort of observing. It was just almost like yeah. if she was an important character, it'd just be like, oh, she's quietly watching them by being nearby. But then why in this episode would she ask would that she question? Them? Yeah, yeah. Really interesting. Yeah, maybe maybe that'll uh, come up later. Yeah. Um, so, okay. So, that all bloody happens. Um, he uh, so, so, five, uh, he gets a memo from the handler, one of these little tubes. Um, and... Uh, He's like, how did she find me? And he he has the the lolly wrapper in his pocket from when he uh, had a meeting with her at the uh, at the commission, and uh, it's it's got a little tracking beacon uh, in it, which is I don't know how he missed that. It's actually pretty obvious. It's beeping. It's not. It's it's flashing. It's it's doing all sorts. Wow, and um, and also, why has he just got these lollies uneaten in his pockets? I don't know. Like, surely the handler must have thought he'll probably eat those. <laughs> and he dipped yeah, his maybe. hand into the jar and picked out a bunch of them. What are the odds? Like, how many back tra- tracking true. beacons were in there? One in three? Yeah. Um, so, anyway, don't ask those questions. Okay. Um, so, and the uh, the memo, this tube thing, has a fortune cookie in it, uh, and there's a, a location written on it. Um, so and That uh, location is where the handler is, hanging out with that- Agnes the Donut Lady. Yes, the at the B and B, where all that is going down. Um, so uh, Chacha and Hazel are in their car. They're, they're talking through things, and Hazel says he thinks this offer from the handler isn't a real offer. Yeah, he he's like we're dead either to, way. Yeah, she's trying to just throw us in it, get rid of us, whatever. We don't have a briefcase. What are you know? What are we going to be able to do? You know. Um, but uh, they're kind of doing it anyway. They they spot. Vanya getting on a bus to go down to her um, performance. Um, uh, and we see a flashback here as well. So Vanya um, is, uh, so the, uh, she's going to do a studying um, and uh, asks Sir Reggie if she can borrow the violin that's, that's there in his office because uh, she wants to learn to play it. Yeah, she said, well, I'm doing music study anyway. Would I be able to do this? And he says, yes. And I think it's just a little moment to show that he does care about her, right? Is that the point? Because I mean, he I saved so, it. But also, he... He, he didn't even he really look at her or anything, but he saved it from when his, his love, at the start of the episode, he saved it for decades and decades. And she said, 
give it to only give it to someone special or something like that. And then yeah. this is the first time he's, as far as we know, he's let anyone use it and he let to keep it. So is that kind of the message there? That I guess so, but it it, it seemed pretty flippant to me that scene mm. that he wasn't like. Yes, this has been handed down from generations yeah. and this is the, you know, be careful with this. It's a very special violin or anything like that. He's just like, yep, go for it. I don't even think he looks up. Yeah. So. Well, which is consistent with how he generally feels about the kids. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's interesting that, that he doesn't seem to be thinking twice about the violin. It doesn't seem to be. But maybe maybe it's been sort of a plan all along. I mean, it's it's open there, you know. Yeah. Like, maybe he's, he's kind of been... Um, uh, uh, I don't know. Sort of nudging her towards. He works in mysterious ways. Stage. He does. I suppose he does. He works in eccentric ways. Um, back, uh, back in the bowling alley, Luther is apologizing to Allison uh, for cheating. So this is oh, we miss, we miss this. So is it Klaus when when he's doing the whole thing about like oh, you know, Ben was uh, he physically did stuff. He also drops that uh that Luther lost his virginity um which uh allison raises an eyebrow to and so um and now luther's trying to just sort of patch things up there um i guess che- i don't know if it's cheating do they, do they have a relationship no. i don't know what their relationship is yeah i don't um well but anyway allison is obviously uh, a bit off put by that but she um uh not too off their though. only she, official she- relationship is siblings yes but yes i suppose um she um she writes him a note that says I need your voice, um and they go out to a payphone because of course and she no cuts out his vo- voice well- box. <laughs> <laughs> Gee, that'd be dramatic, wouldn't it? Imagine Allison going around with Luther's voice. Um, <laughs> I suppose they could do it. Uh, so um, and maybe it even makes sense because then she would have her power. Luther would still have his power. Just he would just be mute. Yeah. Um, anyway. Uh, that's not what happens here. Uh, Alison, oh. they, they go to a, a payphone and uh, Alison calls her daughter Claire and Luther does the talking. Um, and it's a, there's a bit of a nice moment here where uh, Luther is kind of interpreting what Alison is feeling. Yeah, um, it's, a, it's a sweet scene. Yeah. How, how, uh, how uh, you know, she's sorry for things and, and misses her and all of those sorts of things. Um, which must be very weird for Claire to be hearing from Luther. Um, anyway, uh, so then um, uh, Vanya gets off the bus and uh, with Hazel and Cha-Cha, you know, in pursuit, Cha-Cha unbuckles her seatbelt uh, and then as she says, this is our stop. Oh, this is, is that what, is that what she says? Is, uh, this, is, this is where we get off? Or yeah, this is that something stop like or something. That. And then, uh, then Hazel has some sort of retort of like, "This is this where is... you get off." Yeah, something like that. Anyway, Hazel Hazel drives into a, a concrete barrier. At yeah, speed. he drives fast into a concrete barrier, and she flies out the the windscreen onto the um, road. Doesn't die. He doesn't die. He's not hurt at all. So, like, I think it's more evidence that they're they're more than just human, right? I guess so. He's not, yeah, if he's human, would... he's knocked out at best. At worst, he's dead too, speeding yeah, into, into bricks like that or whatever it was. Yeah. And she um, would be dead, no seatbelt, through the windscreen onto the road. Yes, they do. They definitely are more durable than regular people, I guess. Du- yeah, um, they're more durable. They're not superheroes. They're durable heroes. Yes. Uh, 
so that's a bit of fun. Hazel, I guess he's he's rebelling again. Um, he's like he's not about to go just work for the the commission. Uh, is that what it is? Commission. The commission. Um, not about to go working for them again. Taking orders. Uh, so he yeah he drives off leaving uh, Charcha there. Um, and then uh, yes, uh, back at the bowling alley, Luther says that uh, they need to go to the theater. But then Diego's like, "That's a location, not a plan. We need a plan." <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> which is like, yes, that's fair enough. It's he's right. Can't argue with that. Um, unless going to the theater is a plan. I suppose it's a plan to go somewhere. But it's probably the first step of a plan. Yeah, the first step of a plan. Yeah, but yeah, this um, is interesting because I mean, they're, they're kind of showing us that Luther isn't the best leader here. Yeah, he's he's more of a he, he's you know he's a the strong man. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's he's not. Um, yeah, maybe or, or maybe he's just not in his prime at the moment. Yeah, that's true maybe too. Maybe not, yeah, because of yeah. the all the Alice and stuff. But you think end of the world leader of a superhero gang. This is the time to just probably get your game face on and have a plan. Superheroes yeah. always have a plan, and they're always perfect in this scenario. <laughs> Maybe this is just a bit more realistic. Guys, honestly, yeah. this has all been thrust upon me. You know, give us a moment to think of a plan. You're meant to just have yeah. a plan. Um. So, uh, but then they, they're sort of interrupted by some uh, scary-looking special forces sort of characters. They look like Ant-Man in the movies. In the yeah, they got these sort of masks on. Yeah, they look like Ant-Man. Um, and they come in guns blazing. Um, and so there's a bit of a, a fun action sequence here. And um, they're sort of pinned down, but then they realise they can escape uh, going down the alleys at this the bowling alley um, and uh, going to, to where the pins go, which I guess there's, there's room there. Yeah, that, that, that was some sort of fun shots there. I think we got one shot, which was Claus, Klaus, um, getting a strike with his body. Yep. Ro- which sliding is towards the camera. Easy. Easier than with a ball. Yeah. You're much wider than a ball. Yeah. Uh, but also, it doesn't doesn't really matter, I guess. Yeah, I don't think they were still scoring. Playing. Otherwise, and I think um, if they were still scoring, the others would have been well within their rights to call him a cheat. Yeah, I, I think so. That is not in the rules. <laughs> um, oh, also, also, so I, we mentioned earlier that that five got a um, a memo with this location. He he zaps away to that location. So now we see him arriving um, at that. Airbnb, uh, Agnes is there, um, and the handler is there, and uh, they they have a bit of a, a chat. Um, we learn here that uh, indeed a bunch of people were killed when he pulled his little stunt uh, at the commission, um, and he he did destroy almost all the briefcases. She says the briefcases were all all but destroyed or something like that. So it's something a bit vague. We don't know. And exactly, she was but, about to get into but, a speech about how. Business is all about the people and this sort of thing. And he's like, all right, well, cut the crap. What's going on? And yeah. she says, she starts tell, filling him in a bit, I guess. She, she's saying, yeah. hey, um, maybe I'll give you another chance. Uh, you can you can take your chances uh, if you want. Everyone's going to die in this apocalypse, but if you want... You can skip ahead like you did last time and wander through the post-apocalyptic world over the decades and wonder if I'll come and save you again. <laughs> He's like, but she said, yeah. either way, everyone else is dead. And then she says something about uh, how the rest of his family is 
in a fight right now, and he and it, it, the penny drops that she only really invited him there to get him out of the way, so that the Ant Man yeah. man could um, shoot at his family. He does sort of plead to her to stop this apocalypse. Yeah, he's like billions um, of people are gonna die through all this. The donut lady's just watching, taking it all in. <laughs> she must be and confused, like, but I guess she's starting on? to pick things up. She's she must be coming up to speed now. There's been a few conversations. Um, By the way, presence about all I've this. had uh, I've had donuts this week. Yeah. Oh really? That's yeah, exciting. Yeah. I'd, from Dope Donuts. I don't know where that is, but I ordered. Had yeah, that's delivered. that's near my place. That's in Brunswick. Yeah, they were good. I had it. They were nearly all sold out when I order them at night. Um, but I got a peanut butter one. Maybe peanut butter and Nutella oh, yeah. or something. Oh yeah. Okay. That sounds I good. I wanted the. I wanted that Boston cream or whatever it was that you recommended, but they were sold out. Oh, they, do they have those? I think though? they do, yeah. Oh, man. I, I've never gotten from Dope Donuts before because we typically go all-day donuts here in Brunswick um, until someone uh, on my Twitch started talking about Dope Donuts. I thought, oh, yeah, they are, I didn't even know they existed, but they're so close to um, to where we are. So um, i got to check them out. Yeah. Well, the, the sample... The small sample of their selection that I've had was very good. Uh, and then, yeah, I had, right. I had a one from somewhere else which wasn't as good. Um, it was, what was it? It was called a Golden Gay Time and it tasted nothing like a Golden Gay Time. <laughs> I couldn't even, I couldn't tell. <laughs> it vaguely had the colours of it. What are the flavours of a Golden Gay Time? Is it like honey? I think it's like cookie crumbs is on the outside right. bit. And then maybe caramel. I actually have yeah, no idea. Yeah, that but, sounds right. But. It's been a long time since I've had a Golden Gay Time. Well, maybe you uh, maybe you need to pick one up and compare. A Golden Gay Time tasted exactly like an international the, the type thing. Time. I don't know. For those who don't um, know, they're like a ice cream on a stick, like an icy pole. Is that what you call them? Yeah, ice no, confectionery. Icy pole. Yeah, it's an ice cream. It's a yeah, yeah an ice cream. <laughs> anyway, he's like, "Stop the apocalypse," and she's like, "Okay, Sarah, Sarah." Whatever will be, will be. Um, she said, "We got a, we've oh, got a saying back at the commish, and she says something in Yiddish, and she says, oh, you don't speak yeah. Yiddish.' Uh, anyway, to me, I, it's like Kesara Sara, whatever will be, will be.' And he says, "It's bullshit in any language." Good line. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, he he clocks that she's just trying to distract him, um, uh, which I mean, she probably could have drawn that out a bit longer if she really tried. But anyway, I guess it was it was enough. Um, uh, because now we, uh, we're seeing that Vanya is, uh, indeed at the performance. Um, she showed up despite the, um, you know, having a rather odd day. Yeah. And now so being far. like a super villain. Yeah. But anyway, she goes to, to, to play a little, uh, song. Um. It's a big song. The, it's a big song. You're right. It's, it's like a, a, it's a uh, little yeah. orchestra thing. She's out the front. She's in that first chair. Yes. Chair number Chair one. Number one. It's Big audience. It's all- <laughs> Does it go all the uh, way so down to so the four violin chairs? Is then like the first person in the audience? Are they fifth chair? And that's the best seat you can <laughs> get in the in the crowd? No, I think um I think the audience the the numbering of the audience sitting is separate. separate to okay. The, They've got yeah. a different system. Do, they yeah. don't have to audition <laughs> or anything like that. I'm auditioning for uh, first chair in the crowd. <laughs> And they have to go in and sit. <laughs> Just sit and like a, a do a Just applaud applause. Politely. All right, now give us raucous applause. Woo, woo. Uh, 
thank you. We'll uh, we'll let you know. <laughs> um, the uh, so the the family arrive. Um, uh, by which I mean, I guess we're talking about uh, Luther, Allison, Diego, Five, and Klaus. I thought you were talking about the cult for a second, the family. But no, okay. That would what? yeah, that would have been a twist if the family, uh, a cult from the olden days, came in. Which one? Right. You don't know the family? No. Do I? Maybe. Which cult were they? Oh, they wanted. There was an Australian New Age group, also called the Sankatin Park Association, and the Great right. White Brotherhood. I think it's um, one of those ones where a lot of people died in it. Oh, so okay. I would have. I'm just saying it would have been quite a surprise to see them turn up. In this episode. Right, okay. Um, actually, I think five isn't there just yet. But, but yeah, so it's it's Clouth, Lusa, Alison, Diego, those four. Um, and, of course, Vanya's there too on stage. Um, Alison uh, says she, she wants to go in alone. She reckons um, she's got the, the best chance of being able to, I guess, talk her. Well, she can't talk. I guess... Well, I don't know. I guess she she has the the best chance of being able to connect with Vanya and um, you know make amends somehow. I think she's probably uh, the only last one. time she did that. Yeah, that's true. But I think she she also um, yeah. probably feels like she's the only one who still sees her as a sibling. The other ones are really talking about her like the enemy. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, everyone uh, they're they're keen on just stopping her, whereas uh, yeah, Allison thinks that they can. They can somehow make amends. Um, so, so and Luther being the you know the leader, I suppose he he decides to let her do that. But then um, Diego's like, "You're just using her as a distraction, aren't you?" And Luther's like, "Yeah, it's <laughs> basically it." And then Klaus is like, "Well, what am I doing?" And and Luther's like, "You're the lookout. You go out the front, wait outside, sort of thing." Like, All yeah, right. stay out of our way. He's not so keen on that idea, but anyway, he goes and does that. Not particularly um, well. And then we. No, not particularly well. We find out later. Um, uh, we see Hazel uh, after uh, after doing the, um, the the whole situation with the car with Cha Cha. It's a weird way of explaining yeah. that. After <laughs> crashing the car and Hazel, uh, sorry, Cha Cha going through the windscreen, he he drives off and he goes back to the Airbnb um, to save Agnes. I guess his plan is just to grab Agnes once again and run away. Um, but the handler is there. Uh, and she's like, Whoa. and then um, he shoots her in the head. Yeah, pretty quickly too. Which, there wasn't a lot of mucking around. He didn't hear it. <laughs> yeah. he, he was done with listening to the handler, I think. He shot her yeah. and he went over to Agnes, the donut lady, and he said, I'm real sorry about all this. Uh, been a bit to take in. I obviously have no problems if you've had second thoughts about spending the rest of your life with me. You didn't know all that about me, so... Fair enough, but um, and and he's like no hard feelings at all. And she goes, "We all have a past." Yeah, which makes me wonder, what's, what's she, her past? Uh, what's her story? <laughs> if you're saying like, yeah, if you're just saying, oh, oh yeah, hitman, some sort of a time jumping conspiracy about ending the world. I mean, sure, we've all got one of those, don't we? <laughs> Um, and we also see here a little glimpse of a briefcase hidden behind a vent oh, in this Airbnb. I don't know which, if yeah, I glimpsed that. Easy to miss. Um, I don't know what that is kind of alluding to other than the fact that I suppose there's a briefcase there. I wonder if it's the handlers? 
don't know who else. But we sort of know, possibly... we've noticed that the handler doesn't seem to need a briefcase. Or does she? Yeah. I mean, she uh, walked in from behind a door. Maybe she... Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure. I... I don't know. I, I don't know what, what they're trying to do there. This this doesn't come back it this does. episode at least. Yeah, it does. It does. Oh, all right. Great. I didn't know That's... I didn't know oh, where it does. It, oh, it I didn't does. know where it came right. from. Yes, it does. Either. But it came from right. the motel room. Yeah, okay. It does come back later. Um yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'm assuming the handler put it there because it, it can't be belonging to Hazel and Chacha because theirs was destroyed. Yeah. So the only explanation I can come up with is the handler put it there for safekeeping, I suppose. Um, so yeah, that's, that's, uh, an interesting little tidbit. I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for, but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash people today. Um, so we back at the theater. Vanya is playing a solo. Um, and, uh, you know, lots of blue blue shit going on. Um, Diego and Luther storm the stage as, as um, Allison sort of is, is, you know, approaching slowly. But um, uh, yeah, uh, Diego and Luther storm the stage, and she blows them into the seating, uh, and the audience starts running, running, screaming. Because until that point, they've been loving the performance. The audience She's been smashing it. Yeah, audience yeah. member and in she, chair one is doing very well. Also been smashing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're all doing well. Um, but that yeah, that does uh put off the audience, and they're they're uh, panicking a bit and leaving. Um, and then uh, and then uh, Vanya sort of turns it because the, the orchestra also sort of like stop uh like what's going on but then she she sort of motions back to them and 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 forces them to to sit down and keep playing um she's obviously really starting to get a handle on her yeah. powers uh at this i stage. think they, they kind of showed us that with the car flip right yeah she was able to yeah, just, just flip the car like very specifically move the car and nothing else yeah yeah she's definitely getting a handle on it all now um and also Diego and Luther, I think here as well, are like, oh, she's more powerful than she's more powerful than we thought she was. Um, even after that, she destroyed the entire <laughs> yeah. building they were in room by uh, room just earlier that day. But anyway, um, so uh, they also notice here that, that she's using her violin as, as I say, it's a, her lightning rod. Um, even though we, we do know that she when mm. she didn't have a violin before, and she did take down that entire building. So I, I don't know why why they're like, oh, maybe that's the. Yeah. That's what we need to be focusing on. Um, I, maybe it does amplify her and power somehow. And it does feel like, because that's the, probably the sound she's focusing on, right? And that's, so maybe that is really yes. amplifying the power is her, you know, we learned that she gets her power from focusing in on a sound. If her own violin mm. playing is amplifying it, maybe that does make some sense. Yeah, it does make some sense, but but it's not like taking that away yeah. from her is going to stop her, you know? Like, I, I'm not sure... Um, but yeah, maybe maybe uh, she's more powerful with it. Although yeah, I I don't know how clear that is really because we know in the later comic on, books that is her power. I guess they want to they just wanted to link that together a bit. Yeah, it does make more sense that she is named the White Violin. Um, if if that does give her a bit more power. Um, but then also just to just to make matters worse, 
um, the these special ops team, whatever they are, they they arrive. I think they're called the um, Temps guns Commission. Blazing. Right, so they are from the yeah. commission. I was I assumed they were, but it was I don't know if they I, were. That I was think explicitly... five even asked. Someone goes, "Oh, you know these guys," and he says, he, "Yeah, he did." Yeah, I guess they're like the, yeah the temporal commissions or the temp commissions special forces, you know, um, for for when you need more more. When you need more people to die, because I mean the regular agents are who you call when you want someone to die, but if you want lots of people to die, you bring in these. Yeah, guys. it's almost like these are the guys that get called in when you're like, "Well, fuck, we're not going to be able to do it without anyone noticing." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no subtle way around this. Um, anyway, uh, and and five uh, jumps in at this stage as well. Um, we see Klaus is eating a burrito, I think is what that is. Yeah, that made me uh, feel like front. eating a burrito. <laughs> Aren't burritos great? Um, oh, good. And, uh, and, and Ben is there as well, and, and he's like, do you hear gunshots? And so then they're like, oh, shit, we should probably go uh, go help out. Uh, and also, Cha-Cha arrives. It's like, oh, all right, everything's, everything's uh, happening now. Um, and uh, so, so Klaus and, and Ben sort of run into the theatre, uh, and all these guys are doing lots of shooting and, and um, you know, they've sort of got everyone pinned down. Um, but then Klaus is able to use his power to, to like, to give Ben form. I don't know how he's... A- I guess it's just a, one of those desperate emotional yeah. times, but, he, but he's suddenly able to unleash this Like when this a mum can lift a car off a trapped baby. Yeah, that's sort of Whatever thing. that anecdotal story is. Yeah, has that been borne out by evidence? Yeah, I a- think Mythbusters try to crush a baby and they got a mum in there to <laughs> yeah, right. prove that it was possible. <laughs> okay. Um, the uh, Anyway, so and, and so he's able to give Ben form and then Ben, the, the horror, is his name, right? Yes. That's his, his code name, his superhero name. Even though we think he, he should he's- be the Kraken because he looks like yeah, a big yeah. octopus. <laughs> yeah, I think Wait, so. I don't know what uh, the Kraken actually is. I'm only basing that off Mad as Hell's Kraken. <laughs> Yeah, I think it is that. I, I I've seen the the um parts of the Caribbean films. There's a kraken in there. Okay. I think it's just a big old squid. Um which is what comes out of Ben. Uh and Either uh, octopus and, uh, or squid. I'm also not fully I couldn't tell you the full difference. I think I th- I'm yeah, thinking I'm octopus, sure. not squid, but Okay. Well, octopus then. I might be wrong. Because um, the giant squid of some sort. Yeah. A tentacle <laughs> being. Yes, starts to uh, come out of Ben, uh, and of course, violently kills the um, these uh, temps uh, special. Kind of just uses ops. them as monster arms, and then just sort of like, you know, knocks them all out. Just uses yeah, them to you sort know, of hammer them onto the like ground. Monster arms, monster arms. Mm. Um, uh, also, at this point, Diego is going head to head with Chacha because uh, obviously they've got a bit of a beef. Yeah, um, it's kind of wrapping up the patch arc. Yeah. This is Ben, uh, not Ben, Diego getting vengeance for Patch. Yes. But then um, he has a flashback he- <laughs> to a moment which you um, pointed out on an earlier episode that when uh, Five said to him, I don't think Patch, I don't think uh, remembering Patch's legacy, the best way of doing that is by killing. And he sort of, yeah. he has a flashback to that moment and he ends up not killing her. Yeah, because he's about to, he's, he's sort of got his fist ready, he's got her on the on the ropes or whatever. Yeah, which is interesting um, as well, because Cha-Cha, I mean, maybe because she's just been in a full-on car accident, 
But Cha-Cha <laughs> did seem stronger than Diego one-on-one. Yeah. Uh, yes, but I, I, she has, yeah, she's fairly battered, I think, going into this. Yeah. She's been through some shit. Uh, yeah, so he's he's about to sort of uh, finish her. But, um, but yes, honouring uh, the late Detective Patch, he shows her some mercy there and, and just leaves her. Um. And then, uh, so back in the theater with the with the special ops people. What do they have a name? No, we don't know. Well, I just think they're the Temps Commission agents. Yeah, right. So with them out of the way now, thanks to Ben, the the family stormed the stage. Fun is still playing. Um, her suit and her, her, her violin and her suit have been turned white from her playing. Um, and uh, Luther, Diego, Five, and Klaus. They, they sort of all four of them storm the stage. And then are frozen by Vanya. There's like blue energy waves going to each of them, and they're like frozen, held up, suspended in the air. And it's kind of like it looks like their life force is draining or something. They're sort of like going gaunt or something in, in the face. Um, it's all very yeah. Dramatic. It looks like she's sucking the life right out of them. Yeah, and then we see that Allison is right behind her, and she has a gun to her head. <gasps> Is she gonna kill her? She looks like she um, looks like she's trying to make peace with that in her mind because you're like, yeah, either do it or don't do it. This is time sensitive now, but she's just <laughs> sta- she's standing behind it for quite a while with the gun. Yeah, it's a dramatic moment. Um, but then she fires uh right next to her ear, which is smart, right? Because we know that Vanya's power is linked to sound. Um, that that I you know if she's able to somewhat deafen her at least temporarily then i, I suppose that um that takes away her power, power. yeah it takes away her power yeah um and she's also and then, used a lot of energy just using these powers for the, you know to that extent for the first time maybe yeah because yeah, as soon be as she shoots next to her ear, she she is basically out cold yeah the um and that the 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 blue sort of energy beams that she had uh, um to the four uh, siblings then sort of turns into one beam that that goes out into the sky and hits the moon yeah and sort of like fractures uh, through to the core of the moon yeah you see a little um, hole with a red glow beneath yes not the most convincing everyone... bit of cgi <laughs> no um so anyway then everyone's like well job done that's that's the, that's the end of that we saved the world um, for a moment, uh, until they realise that a large chunk of the moon is hurtling towards for them. Earth. So now we we kind of we've got a pretty good sense now of of how the apocalypse kind of comes about. And also, not- isn't this interesting that um, Luther kept saying the the moon? It's got to be something to do with the moon. Yeah, that's my interesting. Time. So that's just like a bit of a fun thing because he that's just coincidental. Right. Yeah, I think it is coincidental. I don't think there's anything. I mean, if they went and investigated the moon, I don't think there's really anything that would have come of that. <laughs> He's um, like, yep. <laughs> I think if uh, if superpower beams are shot at the moon, it'll explode. Figure that out <laughs> after four years of experiments. Um, yeah, I mean, if he'd stayed up there and nothing, I don't think he would have been able to do anything really to, to change anything. Um, so... Yes, it's uh, it, it does seem clear, and that's what I was saying earlier. Maybe if they weren't able to, if if they didn't intervene, I mean, what was Vanya planning? Yeah, well, she was just, just going to play the concert. I think. Yeah, just to really I, I knock it out of the park. Any, 
Yeah, she had. Uh, it didn't seem like she had any nefarious um, scheme to destroy the theater and kill everybody. Like I think she just wanted to do that performance, and and then she. Um, yeah, who knows what would have happened from them? But yeah, they totally brought on the apocalypse by trying to stop the apocalypse. Yeah, I guess they thought that she was she was using that performance to kind of tra- channel her energy into just destruction, but. Which, I mean, maybe that's what she was doing, but, but there was no evidence of that. It's just, no, you know, it wasn't nothing... clear, right? Because, I mean, yeah, it was so well set up that from her spot right through that um, that sort of sun window or whatever you call them in the ceiling, sunroof. Skylight? Skylight. I don't know. <laughs> Fucking hell. The, <laughs> the skylight up in the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like directly looking at the, at the moon, so... Yeah. That's lucky or unlucky, depending on your perspective, whether or not you yeah, wanted right. the world to um, end. Had it been a different time of year, the moon might have been in a, a different position. Even at a sky. different time of day, right? If the performance yes. was a bit later, the moon would have been in the same spot. Yeah, maybe. I'm no lunar expert. I don't expert. know how things work. <laughs> We're always spinning um, and moving. I know that. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I, my thought is that had they not intervened, then this all would have not happened. But anyway, who knows what 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 would have happened? Um, and uh, so it looks like there's nothing really they can do um, about the the moon chunks and stuff like that destroying the earth because um, the robot mum is dead. Otherwise, they would have just got her up there to sew it back together. Yeah, that's how okay. they saved everything else. Mum will <laughs> fix you. She'll just sew yeah. up your throat. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh, and so the only idea they have is 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 five. He's like, I, I I think I have a way around this. We can time travel together, which is something that ha- we, we ha- so far haven't seen him ever time travel or even jump physically jump uh, with another person. Yeah, because we were um, asking about that if it was possible. Yeah, and I think he doesn't even know if it's possible. So he's he's just like, look, it's a crazy. We've got nothing to lose. Basically, we're hanging around here. We're all going to die. So um, let's all let's all try to time travel. We don't know where to. Um, yeah, does he know? I don't know if he's got. I, I don't know. I I, I he, he sort of says so. He's like, get grab. Says to Luther or one of them, grab Vanya. We can we can travel to, we can travel back with her or something, and and, and try to fix her. Is sort of what. Yeah, because because surely Luther- it has to be back in time. Yeah, if you go forward, you're just jumping destroyed. into the end of the world or be yeah. the post-apocalyptic world. So, I don't know. If if he could control it, surely it <laughs> makes sense to go back in time two weeks. <coughs> uh, two weeks, specifically? Oh, not specifically, but, you know, something like Roughly. that. And then each of them could go up to the themselves from two weeks ago and say, hey, uh, dad's about to die. He's just trying to bring us all back together. I'm going to go have a word to him and say, don't bother killing yourself. We've already figured it out. (laughs) Yeah, right. Uh, Vanya, you're going to meet this guy. He's no good. Just be very wary (laughs) of him. He's got dad's book, so he knows about your superpowers. By the way, we've found out you got superpowers. Let's ease into those. (laughs) You know, they could, like, they could have, they know so much more than they did two weeks ago, so why not? Yeah, yeah. Or whenever five originally came back. But I just don't think he has that kind of control yeah but season one can just be the the fortnight that wasn't yeah. yeah um but then would there be there'd be two of them all yeah there'd be two of them um, all that's true and it would also yeah that probably isn't the most interesting season two <laughs> yeah it's the same again but a bit different yeah well, they fix it way quicker 
Yeah. It's a one episode no, season. No end of the world. It's just, yep, everything's fine now. Yeah. And then now there's two Umbrella Academies. Uh, anyway. So, the Earth is, is of course, being, being destroyed. Uh, and we see the little moment you alluded to earlier. Agnes and Hazel uh, have a briefcase. And they zap away. They zap away just before they're vaporized by the... So, there's all these little pieces of the moon hitting Earth. Mm. So, there's all these little fires and then a big piece comes and it just makes a tidal wave of fire spreading around the world. So, we see all these characters get vaporized. We're about to see them get vaporized, but the blue spark of time travel happens first. We do see people like Sergeant Dale Cheddar from... Yes, <laughs> uh, who, who Alison worked with in the country. Uh, he's yep. eating. He's eating a burger or something. He gets vaporized. So, <laughs> what a funny choice to have him included in this. Yeah. He's quite a and minor is character. It, is it Diego's mate as well? At yeah, the Chuck Beeman. Yep, he's also vaporized. He, uh, to me, he makes a bit more sense. But, um, but uh, he also he receives Charchar's gun as evidence to clear Diego. Uh, shortly before. It explodes. Oh, is that what happens there? I was wondering what that was. So, it's kind of like a... It's a strange thing. It's like, oh, you're off the hook. But also, yeah. the world doesn't exist, including the justice system <laughs> that is after you. But, you know, tying up loose ends and everything. Cha-Cha's trying um, to make a call on a payphone. Yes, I suppose to the handler or something. Yeah. She's trying to... She's like, got to get out of here. But she explodes. Or she's swept up by the fire as well. Yeah. Which is moving so, so fast. It would be like not even a painful thing. It would be like oh, you be, don't yeah. exist within microseconds. Over before you know it. Not a bad way to go, really. No, probably one of the better ways to go. Um, the uh, And as this is happening, we see um, uh, the family sort of in a huddle and they're trying to time travel and we see they sort of de-age. They're, they're sort of their younger selves. Um, kind of like five's age, I yeah. guess. Um, I suppose I don't know. Yeah, they're yeah back in their Umbrella Academy teen years age. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, then they zap, they disappear, and uh, the theater is destroyed. And that's it. Yeah, that that is how it all ends, isn't it? Yeah, and it's how done. it all ends. Um, so a couple of good songs, and while that's happening, we hear Gerard Way, uh, his cover of. Hazy Shade of Winter in the sort of the, not the original Hazy Shade of Winter, but in the sort of, who, who covered it in the 80s? It was the Bangles or someone like that. So, it was in that sort know. of faster, rocky I didn't know the song. version of it. Hmm. It's a, isn't it a um, Simon and Garfunkel song? You know, that aerial Simon and garfunkel yeah, right. sort of style of folk, yep. old school folky song. Yeah, then the Bangles made it more of like a pop rock song. And a lot uh, of bands have covered it in that way since. Body Jar do a great sort of pop punk cover of it. Um, it's a good song. Yeah. Yeah, it was Simon and, and a good way for A good way for Gerard Way to sort himself out some royalties there at the end. <laughs> yeah. But I mean- Let's use my song. <laughs> why, not, why not go with an original then if you want to make some money out of it? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, he'd be splitting the royalties, wouldn't he? There's a great track by Heart, Barracuda. Which plays yes. when, uh, uh, what what's v- Vanya is sort of becoming a b- badass, right? Yeah. Is that when she flips the car? Is it that time? 
It's a great riff. <laughs> Doesn't sound anything yeah. like what I just did, but it is a, good, <laughs> it is a great riff. I saw them live once yeah. in uh, San Francisco at the, like, yeah. probably the the wildest lineup of a show I've ever seen. It was for Neil Young's uh, Bridge School Benefit in 2013. A, a kind of like a the American version of the My Music Bowl. Yeah, right. A grassy amphitheater hill with a sound bowl. You know, probably every city's got one of those, but... um. Sounds cool. Yeah, and the heart were like the opening act. Huh. It was uh, Queens of the Stone Age were there. Elvis Costello, Tom Waits, Crosby, Stills, wow. Nash and Young. Huh. Yeah, it was wild, wild lineup. Um. Yeah, so that song that I thought that song was great. That worked really well, and also mm. the Bay City Rollers Saturday night played at some point, but I can't put my finger on when that. Oh, uh, I think that was in the bowling alley, maybe. Right, the, when that whole action sequence was going on. Oh, okay, and that was sort of like a glam pop rock band, I think. Bay City Rollers, mm. but yeah, I don't know. But I, I'm not could, not familiar. Know the name. Yeah, uh, Scottish pop rock band. Known for their worldwide teen idol popularity in the 1970s. They've been called the Tartan Teen Sensations from Edinburgh and the first of many acts heralded as the as the biggest group since the Beatles. Oh, wow. I don't know if they've fully lived up to that name. Yeah. Uh, haven't got quite the legacy the Beatles have. No. Nah. Um... Yeah, so that is the episode. Do you want to let's go through some questions? So we had a, quite a few yeah. listeners who wrote specific questions or messages about this episode. So I haven't looked at them yet. So let's read them together. The um, way to get involved in this is there's a link in the show notes. You click on that and you can write a message or a question. And we'll read it out on the specific episode in the second season if you want to do that. Or it can be just a general question or comment if you want as well about monkeys, apes. Or cutie pie primates, whatever you like. Could be a question about Evan and gaming. Could be a question about whatever you want to ask. Could be. Uh, this one comes from Chris in Sydney. And like I say, these are all about uh, this particular episode. Let me just zoom in because I'm struggling to read these. This small writing. <laughs> it's only in font size Your 100%. Old man eyes. I need bigger than 100%. Please. <laughs> All right. Chris writes, Hey, Matt and Evan, just wanted to say I love your work and I hope you two stick around for season two of the Umbrella Academy as I enjoyed it more than season one and getting more yeah, right. primates is always great. What you- We shall, Chris. We we're shall. We're going to do it. Uh, what you- we're- depending on scheduling, we're hoping to be- do a- an episode a week probably, but Evan's about to get really busy, so we'll see how we go. But that's the goal. Yeah. We haven't got the luxury of lockdown anymore, which is, you know, it's one of those sort of good and bad situations. I think it's mainly good. It has good, been nice. But... Yeah, but it's, it's been nice to have a bit of extra time for some, you know, some of these sort of side projects, I guess. But, um, but yeah, we, we need to we need to get back, back uh, making stuff. That's true. I mean, lock- yeah, it's this would not have happened if it wasn't for lockdown. So, I guess there's that. If anyone likes this show, positives it's one negatives. of the positives of lockdown. Um, <laughs> so, Chris wanted... To ask, what are we hoping to see in season two? And do you expect there to be more or less primates? That's interesting because oh. I've seen I've seen the first one, so I 
I kind of know this. What do you think, Evan? Oh, well, right. I mean, I, I well, know be... I know as much as I could know after seeing maybe two episodes, definitely at least one. Well, I'd be assuming based on this episode that uh, of the two, uh, we'd be down to one primate, uh, so fewer in, in, in season yeah. two, uh, being uh, just Luther. But I can confirm Spogo. Luther the Ape Man is there. Okay, great. Okay. Because uh, Pogo is dead. But, you know, but going through time. So, look, we'll probably, I, I imagine we probably will see a um, an, another appearance from him. Because something uh, about in, Pogo, in, in all the, you know, the promotional material first time around, he was pretty prominent. You, you know, he was yeah. a real hook for the show. Oh, they've got a primate butler. A chimpanzee butler? Well, I'm listening. <laughs> I want to know more about this. God, that's on board. What are you hoping to see um, in season two, Ev? Uh, well, I I think it would be great to see more, um, great to get more information about uh, what was happening at the start of this episode, the um, yes. Sir Reggie's backstory. How old is he really? Is he time traveling himself? What is that jar of what, gold what was, stuff? Yeah, what was the magic dust that he had? How, he's saving the world. What's going on there? Um, did he manufacture umbrellas? Or did he just buy that place and turn it into a, a an academy? Like it, that wasn't the same building as the the academy mansion. Yeah. So it's not like he was just buying the place and going, oh, let's call it whatever. Yeah. It is. We'll just keep that sign. What um, and what were those he, explosions he, in that flashback scene? Like, yeah, what was was, the was that another that was... apocalypse that he was avoiding? Is there something like the Hargraves family are being cursed to always be apocalized? Yeah, maybe. And I wonder if there's ever going to be any more information about where where these powers came from, why why these births happened the way they did, and is that something that Sir Reggie orchestrated himself? Did he know about this right. happening? Like, there's a lot of questions I about how- I never considered that. I just thought, oh, he was an opportunist and he saw these babies being born, but why would you just what buy these random babies unless you knew something like that would happen? Yeah. Um. Yes, so, uh, I mean, there's so many unanswered questions about um, Reginald Hargreaves that would be, I'm I'm sure we'll get more information about that. Like, when did um, they take the A, the second A from Hargreaves (laughs) out? Yeah, yeah, when did that happen? Um, And, uh, I mean, I'm keen to see if Alison recovers and gets her voice back or if that's a permanent condition for her. Um, I mean, Klaus has obviously had a bit of development in this episode as well. With his powers, is he is he able to bring people back from the dead? Is Ben back from the dead oh, now, good or is question. or is that just is he able to temporarily give give ghosts some some physical form? Um, I uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I assume that this this little um, uh, gambit of of fives that this time travel, I assume this works, but you know there could be other side effects to that. Um, yeah, where do you think they're going to hazel and yeah, where are they going to land? I, I have no idea. I assume they'll they'll go back, back in time in this same time frame, but but physically where I don't know. And what are Hazel and Agnes go? I mean, they have a briefcase. They can specifically go somewhere. Where do they go? Where you know they could go anywhere. Yeah. Um, oh, so I, I wonder if they're I wonder if they're just out now. Like if they're just done. Let's just go back a hundred years and live our lives, sort of thing. Um, Set up a set up another donut shop uh, in the you know hundred years ago and you know just live out their lives, um, or uh, or are they 
still, I, I guess they don't have any interest in, in trying to stop the apocalypse. I don't know. I don't know. But I'm keen to see if their storyline is done or if, if we're going to see, see or hear from them again. So much. There's so much in season two that we, we you know, and I'm sure there'll be new things that come up as well. Yeah, there's a lot of questions. I hadn't, I hadn't thought about all those questions that are still unanswered. Yeah, good stuff. Oh, thanks for that message, Chris. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to finally get stuck into season two now. It's going to be hard to only be able to watch one episode a week, but uh, <laughs> I guess that, yeah, that, that's how TV used to be. Uh, yeah. The next one comes from David Gomez from Chicago, aka Chicago or the Windy City, as he says. So that's <laughs> good bit of local knowledge there from David. Uh, <laughs> David writes, Dear Matt Nevin, I'm really enjoying the Umbrella Academy recap so far. I watched the show when it first came out on Netflix and I just loved it. Have you noticed that no one seems to have a cell phone or use the internet in the series? We have noticed <laughs> that. And we yes, we did mention that. that. He um, David wrote this message before we discussed it on the show, obviously. Ah. Uh, but yeah, I think we talked about that a bit in the last episode. Which it's just mm. a, an interesting quirk of it and it makes some sense. Helps the the story work. Even though they, yeah, you know, you can write your way simple. around it, but this just simplifies it, I suppose. This way, there are no plot holes or coincidences. It's a tight knit story. Yeah, Klaus just sometimes reads newspapers to find out that that's <laughs> where the final massive scene of the show will be. Yeah, rather than it being like, oh, she said on Twitter, she's a anyway. Uh, David goes on to say he didn't notice it until his second time watching it. It seems like in the world of the show, these forms of technology simply don't exist, even though they explicitly say that the year is 2019. Everybody uses landlines to make calls and goes to the library to look things up. It probably makes for a better story if Patch can't just call Diego directly for backup at the motel, or if Allison can't call Vanya to warn her about Leonard, or they have to get the physical files from the police station. What do you guys think of this? Yeah, I think that's totally true. Yeah. Um, it's interesting though that it that that um, who was it? David is this? Um, uh, this is David. Yeah, reali- it didn't realize until the second watching, and I didn't I didn't notice until about halfway through, and I don't I probably wouldn't have noticed. I wouldn't have even thought about it if we weren't doing this podcast and sort of talking through it in more detail. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's it's funny how you just you just sort of accept that that you know you don't even notice the absence of that technology. Yeah, I think I probably noticed it when you brought it up. I can't remember. Even it kind that. of blends into the, uh, you know, we've talked about this, but the, it, 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 you know, things are kind of set. The, the styling is is kind of yeah. It's the aesthetic set in the past is, as well. Yeah, is of a different time. Yeah. Um, David goes on to say, also in the comics, the same procedure that Sir Reginald used on Pogo was used on other chimpanzees, and now chimps oh. have been integrated into human society. One wow. is a cop and one is shown fighting vampire Viet Cong side by side with humans in Vietnam. <laughs> that's interesting. So, there could be more more apes yeah. uh, in season two if that bears out. That's interesting. Um, although, it, I, I would have thought that we would have seen them by now if they were just in society. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Um, but, yeah, but they all do accept Pogo as if it's nothing. I guess yeah. if you've grown up with... A, a chimp butler. Yeah, it's not like he's out on the street. Yeah. Like maybe if he went for a walk, people, people like, would be staring. Hang on, does that family have a chimp <laughs> butler? I want one too. 
I <laughs> uh, David said, do with this information what you will. One more thing. We shall. What would you think if five was named Alonzo? Because I feel like that's the name that suits him. Enjoy yourselves, EG. <laughs> yeah, I'm okay with him being Alonzo. called Alonzo. It's a great name. Yeah, I'm fine with that. One of my favourite basketballs when I was a kid was Alonzo Morning. I just think that's a fantastic name, Alonzo. I don't know anyone named Alonzo, but um, th- that's uh, it, it feels like it fits. The next message, thanks, David. The next one comes from Alex Ryland Jones, ARJ, from Old London Town. And the message from Alex is, Now we're at the end of the first season. I wondered how you guys felt about Pogo having seen every episode. My opinion of him really changed. Oh, should I? Let's hear what you think first, Evan, before I um, read on from uh, Alex. Well... I, I mean, I, I felt like he, like, you know, you asked what, how I felt when he died. I think he, um, I don't think he did anything wrong, I, really. Like, he was just trying to, um, I guess, honour Sir Reggie and, and his wishes. Um, you know, he was keeping things from everybody. Had had those things not come to light, probably, you know, things would have been fine. Things would have been different, right? Like, I, I think he, he had... Uh, good intentions, and and things just sort of unraveled and and got away from him a bit, and it's yeah a shame that uh that everybody felt like he um was you know that he'd betrayed them I suppose, yeah. I, and I guess he had, but but he he didn't mean for that you know like he he was trying to do the right thing and, and protect them and and everybody else, so I'd, I. He's, I feel like he's been hard done by uh, getting impaled on the antlers. I'd say that too. I fully agree. Even if he was a human, you know, uh, I'd say he he was doing everything as he thought he should do uh, the best way he could. I didn't yeah. phrase that very well, but you know what I mean? He's just trying, <laughs> to, just trying to do the right thing. And uh, when you take into consideration, he doesn't even have a human brain really, right? Or does he? <laughs> But, well, I mean, he's a chimpanzee. I suppose we... He's handled this way better than any other chimpanzee would, I would say. Yeah, I think it's, it's fair to Without assume, fully yeah. knowing the makeup of his brain, he just seems like a wise old man for the most part. And I think he, pro- he probably has some regrets. He'd probably do things differently if he could, but he wasn't to know, I suppose. No, I suppose not, yeah. Uh, all right, so I'll, I'll now let's go on with Alex's message. Let's see what he said. He said, My opinion of him really changed. At the start of the show, I thought he was cool. But then we see, <laughs> then we saw Reggie sticking Klaus in the crypt and Vanya in the spiky room, along with lots of other horrible things, which presumably Pogo knew about. But he still called Reggie his friend after all that. Is he an apologist for child abuse? Maybe a dark question for this fun comedy podcast. But I wondered if you, uh, if you guys thought he was Primate's first evil chimp. Anyway, wow. keep up the good work, lads. You're both bloody legends. Oh, thanks, Alex. Oh, That's thanks. very nice. Yeah, that is tricky because I guess he... I, I mean, we don't know his origin, right? So, we're not really sure how much he owes to Reggie. Like, yeah, if, if he we- was... If he was Reggie's sort of experiment, like we assume, what do you what do you expect him to do? If it- yeah, it's like he's Reggie is his master, right? Like he's he's 
uh, just obeying orders. Yeah, all right. Now we're um, getting into some pretty <laughs> dicey areas. But but also, I think we it, there's so much we don't know about all that, right? Like, what we do know is all from the perspective of uh, the kids. So, um, I I think where we can assume that c- certainly in some of these cases, Reggie did have some. He he had his reasons for doing what he did right like he he was like with Vanya like sure it was cruel but ultimately he was protecting her from herself he could have handled it differently but but there were good reasons not sure why he needed it yeah putting her in that vault I guess yeah that doesn't look too good but if he's trying to save the world yeah from her exploding it I don't know but then Klaus in the crypt that does just feel like he's 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 trying to help him, like master his superpowers, yeah. I guess. But it's, it's what like a fucked up tough, way to do love. it. And it and it didn't work. It's just like it would. Ne- how would that yeah, ever work? Yeah. So, um, he's a bad dad. I'm happy to be pretty yeah. strong on that. I just think Pogo. It, it feels more complicated. Yeah, I think um, if if Reggie feels um, you know felt like he was justified, then I can see how. Pogo would also feel like, you know, there's there's reasons for this. We, you know, it's... Uh, I I think, you know, Pogo knows more than we do about all that as well. So, I, I don't think we can judge him too harshly at this stage. No, probably not. But, yeah, what Alex says does make me think, oh, no, yeah. Pogo. <laughs> I thought... <laughs> I guess I, don't, I just... I'm trying not to see him in that light. But, yeah, he, Alex makes yeah, some good points as um, well. That, yeah, makes him seem a bit less uh, sympathetic, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I wonder if we'll learn more about that with more flashbacks in so. season two. That's the other thing we could see Pogo coming back yeah, in true. flashbacks still. Um, all right. Thank you, Alex. Next one's from Shabab in Baltimore. Go Ravens. Uh, Shabab writes, spoiler for the season one finale. <laughs> well, if anyone listening <laughs> is trying to avoid spoilers this from this episode, I think we... Yeah, we might have crossed that line already. Uh, assuming you don't already know, where slash when do you think the Academy will wind up for season two? Also, if you're in the, their shoes, where, when would you go? Uh, I suppose I would, and I, I this is what I expect that they will do, is that they'll just be going, yeah, like a couple of weeks back to a point where they can more easily uh, prevent all this from happening. But then again, I don't expect season two is is going to be f- just focused around all this, all the events in season one, right? I'd, I'd, I'd be, I'd be surprised if it's just rehashing. Then it it would kind of make this the season that wasn't. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know if they're going to go down that road. I think, um, my guess, uh, what's my guess? My guess is that they they would be doing that. That they would want to go back, like. A couple of weeks to try to prevent this from happening, but knowing five, I think it fails and they wind up somewhere entirely different, either in time or space or both. Um, they they wind up some in a, a completely different setting for season two. That's my guess, uh, without having seen any of it. So, yeah, so I I know where they land, so I can't comment on that. But where I would go in their shoes, I think it would be. I'd want to be cleaning up this whole mess. I'd want to bring the moon back and that sort of stuff. Yeah. So I'd be I'd be going into the not too distant past 
and kind of like what I said before, just try to subtly manipulate it all. I don't know, like, it's always hard to know if you're meant to let people see yourself when you're younger, but if if that is going to muck stuff up too much, then you go, all right, Luther, you talk to Allison. You talk to past Allison. Right. And then, and future Allison, you talk to past Luther and all that sort of stuff and just explain... That could actually that would be a kind of a cool season because you'd be going to where their lives were beforehand. Yeah. So you've all of a sudden you got seven different settings. Yeah. Six. Yeah, that's because interesting. Because lives in the past, so that could be cool. Yeah. Um. Great question. Thanks, Shabab. From Baltimore, go those Ravens. You know that's the football team there in Baltimore. Oh. We learnt that on a do go on episode which is another podcast i do about different things but uh dave one of the co-hosts of that told us about uh, edgar Allan poe and he had something to do with baltimore and he one of his famous short stories is called the raven oh yeah oh so i see so that's of, where that comes from a voter's poll yeah <laughs> a voter's poll like a, a fan poll and the Ravens won that poll. Yeah. It's funny to have Nevermore. a sporting team that got their name from a poll. Quoth the Raven Nevermore. Something Quoth. Like that. I don't know. Great word. Quoth. I don't know if that's what it is. Uh, next one comes from Greg Gokcha. Gox. Gok. Gokcha. Gotcha. Goxa. Gotcha. <laughs> who's been a regular correspondent to this show. Never corrected me on the pronunciation, <laughs> so you can only assume that I'm nailing it every time. <laughs> Greg's from Hungary, and Greg writes. Thank you, Matt and Evan, for this great season of Primates. I hope you continue with the Umbrella Academy second season. Oh, thanks, Greg. It's a nice message. And yes, we will be doing that. And I'm pumped too. I can't wait for Evan to catch up to where I am yeah. so we can start discovering it together. Yeah. I really, I love how it starts. Yeah. So I'm fascinated to see I'm where it goes. Looking forward to it. Thank you, Greg. Next one's from Margaret. <laughs> the next one's from Marcus Agnelli from... Petiwawa in Ontario, Canada. Huh. That's all fantastic. Marcus <laughs> Agnelli from Petiwawa, Ontario, Canada. I love every inch of that name and location. Uh, Marcus writes, Hello, Matt and Evan. First time messenger, long time listener. My girlfriend and I have, been, have seen both seasons of the Umbrella Academy. However, after the first season, we were convinced that five would grow up and become the eccentric billionaire Sir Reginald Hargraves, a.k.a. the oh, Monocle. Oh, wow. that's an interesting... Jeez. That's an interesting idea. Yeah. That's fun. Huh. Because he can time travel, so he goes back... To what we saw at the start of this episode is five older, having travelled back in time. Yeah. That's really and interesting. And that makes more sense as to why his age doesn't add up in this episode, because he is jumping around it through time. Yeah. Although we have seen him older and he doesn't look like Sir Reggie, but oh uh, yeah, that's maybe true. Maybe he would become more older. But yeah, that's really interesting. Um, I hadn't thought about that. Uh, he asks if we have any wild fan theories of what will happen in the next season. Um, no, I mean I don't even know. I, without really knowing the setting for the next season, I don't know. I, I hope we get to the bottom of some of the stuff that we've um you know some of the uh loose ends that haven't been wrapped up this episode um yeah but my theory is that uh that they'll land somewhere completely different and 
I mean, that's not like a crazy fan theory. That is what a wild <laughs> theory that is. I, I kind of like your theory that uh, you, you never really fleshed out, but it feels like it's possible that the the other kids that were born that weren't bought by Sereji, they're still around, and maybe they are people like Char Char and oh, Hazel, yeah. and maybe we'll we'll meet more of them in the second season, and maybe have yeah. some of the people we know from the first season they'll be revealed as those kids. Yeah, that's because it, it makes sense um, that Hazel and Char Char aren't normal humans. So what are they? Could they yeah, be I, the right age? So they they seem a bit too old, don't they? But they oh, they're time, time travelers, travelers so, so they've we don't even yeah, of course. their age is irrelevant, I guess. But um, but they also they don't have like superpowers. They're just they, like they seem to be more. Uh, buff their superpowers or, are sort of know, more akin to Luther's. That's yeah, that's right. And um, Luther. I mean, Luther before the ape body or before being transformed into an ape man, he probably, he just looked more like their bodies, I think. From flashbacks, as a boy, he didn't look, he wasn't hulking or anything. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah. I also would, I'd, I'd, I'd do, uh, I'd, I'd go down this this road of maybe, um, maybe Sereji created them somehow, that he, he caused this... Uh. He's not some bystander and all this that he he knew this was coming or either either he knew it was happening and that's why he swept in and bought the babies or he caused it somehow. That also makes sense because um, he was telling the kids their whole life, wasn't he, that they were going to save the world one day. Yeah. So, I maybe think he he's, yeah. he's the time traveler. He's a time traveler. He caused or he's seen the apocalypse. Maybe the one that we saw at the start of the show was- Maybe that was the current one somehow because they were weren't they explosions at the start know. of the show? Yeah, in the flashback on this episode, you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I oh maybe. So maybe that was just in a different place in the world, and I don't. They didn't look like bits of the moon crashing into the earth, though. They looked like missiles or something. Yeah, they looked more like yeah, like some some missile thing. But maybe yeah, if I hadn't really thought about that, he could be jumping around from anywhere if he's a time traveler. Yeah. So maybe he knew that the end of the world was coming. He went back in time, bought the babies cuz he knew that these kids were going to be superheroes cuz he's from the oh, future. Oh yeah, right. Or something. Yeah, I still think he caused them somehow. I don't know how babies happen, but but it somehow he's caused <laughs> you, these, don't, uh... you don't know what's causing it. No. <laughs> in terms of babies. Okay. Well, we'll have a chat off pod, um, but yeah, I got a bit to fill you in on. Well, that's that's a great question, Marcus. I yeah. I I think I would often just watch a show like this and never even go into these kind of theories. Yeah. Apart from while I'm watching, I'll sometimes I'll be like, oh, I see where this is going or whatever, but I never sit back and go think of more wild kind of theories. Um. Marcus goes on to say, also, Evan, has this show convinced you that Luther and or Mr. Pogo are better primates, are better primates than Andy from Toy Story? Uh, no, they're, they're both uh, fairly flawed. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And especially so Pogo. So is Andy from Toy Story, though, uh, if I'm being honest. I, look, I don't know about that, but... And Pogo's dead, so... And we don't know if, if Luther's going to survive. You see death as a flaw? Well. Andy I mean, lives on, I guess. Yeah, Andy lives on. He's um. He's immortal. As far as 
you know, ca- the canon uh, Toy Story timeline. Um, he's still alive, uh, which is true. better, I think. Yeah, uh, fair enough. Uh, Marcus says, love the podcast. Keep up the great work. And always, chimps forever. <laughs> Thanks, Marcus. Brody Capel or Capel from the middle of Kansas writes, uh, three more of these, Ev. Yeah. If you're keeping uh, score. <laughs> uh, this one's from Brody. He says, so in the comics, uh, one of the... Se- uh, sorry. So in the <laughs> comics, one of the reasons God doesn't like claws is because he's immortal. So yes, Evan was correct, but better not tell him so his head doesn't get too big. <laughs> oh, but again, that's in the comics, so we're not sure that that may not be the case in the TV series. And we do, I, I assume, what we're seeing in that in that episode uh, where he meets Sir Reggie is that he does die, and that is the afterlife. I think we're taking that yeah. on face value that that he that that is the afterlife, and that that is a, genuinely a conversation with the late Sir Reggie, and not some. Yeah. And God, uh, fever the, dream, and God, I suppose. I mean, that could all just be, you know, some, you know, supernatural, but maybe fantasy or you, something. Uh, if if you are immortal, may, maybe you can visit heaven like that. You know, and the fact is, he couldn't die. That's why he wasn't able to stay there. Right. Yeah. So maybe like, there's a little loophole that means you could maybe have have your cake and also eat the cake. Yeah. Uh, he definitely Brody- seems somewhat impervious to death, based on yep. what we've seen. Brody goes on to say, as for this show, maybe it's kind of hinted at that, uh, hinted at in that scene, but never said directly that he is immortal. Could come up later in later seasons, or not at all, since he was dead in the apocalypse that Five saw. That's oh, yeah. true as well, yeah. So Did I we suppose- see his body in that? Right. Also, a question. Out of the two of you, who would make the better ape man, Luther, and who would make the better man ape, Pogo? <laughs> I think Evan would make. Oh, before yeah, what do you think? Before we see what Brody reckons, uh, I f- I feel like you like you've already got the more of a physique of an ape man. You're more of a Luther build. Okay, yeah, all right, I'll take that. Yeah, I'm more. You're a man Luther. mountain. You could rip <laughs> things apart if you wanted to, from limb from limb from limb, and I. <laughs> feel like I'd make a much better uh, chimp butler. Okay. Love to wear a tweed suit, little yeah. spectacles. Yep. And, uh, yeah, I'd probably... What I'll do is I'll fix Pogo up by whenever he uh, Hargreaves is doing something shit to his kids, I'll be like, Oi, Hargreaves, stop that. I know your name's not Hargreaves. <laughs> <laughs> I'll call you your real name when you start treating your kids better. You're a bad dad. Good, that's fair enough. <laughs> well, let's see what Brody reckons. I reckon he'll he'll be in sync with us here. Uh, he says Evan would make the better man ape, and Matt would make the better ape man. Okay, well we were wrong there. I'm confused we, about which is which. We <laughs> but, had it the other okay. way around. Well, ape man is Luther. Okay. Man ape is Pogo. I think we discussed right, this okay. on the last episode. <laughs> uh, he says, "Have a good one and keep doing what you guys are doing." Thanks, Brody. Thanks. This next one's from Billy in Jedburg in Scotland. Huh. Or Jedburgh, if it's like Edinburgh. Oh, right. right. Jedburgh. So Jedburgh. It looks Berg, but I think they maybe pronounce it Borough. Jedburgh. Hmm. 
Uh, Billy writes, thanks for this run of primates. I too could barely remember the first season and just wish I had this podcast with me on the recap. There's a good chance that this question will be the new, who's your favorite character? (laughs) But I really want to know, what are your predictions for season two? (laughs) (laughs) You're so self-aware, Billy. (laughs) That is exactly how it's gone down. Uh, I can't provide my answers because I've already watched it. Sorry, Evan. Oh, right. But I doubt I could have predicted any of what actually transpired. Oh, I like that. Apes mm. locked down strong <laughs> instead of apes together strong. Love that. <laughs> Billy, love your work. Yes. So, um, I mean, we've already we've probably already answered that question, Billy, of what we think. Yeah, like, we've what, gone down like, that road a bit, yeah. Yeah. So... Evan's thinking just a recent past thing, and then it's going to sort of splinter off there in some direction. I think so. Uh, cheers, Billy. Final one comes from Stephen Groom. And Stephen Groom writes, Hey, guys, a couple of questions. What are you hoping to see happen in season two? <laughs> what are we hoping to see? Have we, have we answer that? Yeah, uh, well, I, I talked a bit about the, the loose ends that I think I'd yeah, like to see. I'd love um, to see some of that wrapped up. My new... F- Thing that I'm going to be obsessed with finding out about, which I'd forgotten entirely from the first time I watched it. What is that jar of gold specks? Yeah, it's quite the mystery. We th- that whole scene, I we don't know what's going on there. Um, that's all new stuff. So yeah, I'm hoping we get get some insight into that. Definitely. Um, uh, it goes on to say. I also ev- wonder. So sorry, is that one th- one thing that I'm wondering that we haven't talked about yet is whether. Uh, Vanya is too far gone um, as oh. a villain or whether, I mean, whether she'll survive, I suppose, but also um, assuming she does because she's a main character, um, will she, it, are they able to, um, you know, bring her back to um, the friendly side or or is she, yeah, is she too far gone? Is she, is she a villain now? Um, I wonder in the comics if she is just a villain character or if she is, part of the team or if it's just all more yeah. probably it's just all more complex than that maybe but yeah uh yeah that is interesting you kind of assume she's gone now but who knows hmm. um so Stephen goes on to say would evan believe sir reginald were an eccentric if he watched umbrella academy in the bath with a dare iced coffee <laughs> is that eccentric behavior <laughs> drinking dare iced coffee in the bath Watching the Umbrella uh, Academy? Uh, I, I, did, I had in. no idea I was eccentric. Firstly, I can't be because I'm not rich. I'm just weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Isn't that the rule? If you're weird, yeah, poor man's if you're eccentric. poor, you're weird. If you're rich, <laughs> you're eccentric. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Stephen finishes by saying, thanks for coming back. I started watching the show a week before your comeback, and it's been great following along with you guys. Oh, that's great, Stephen. Uh-huh. Glad we timed it like that. What do you, did you have an answer there for his question? What was the question? Was would would him would he be eccentric if, if he, he if Reginald Hargreaves uh, watched the Umbrella Academy in the bar well, with a dare ice coffee? I think I, I'm starting to come around to the idea uh, based on. I mean, we're seeing a bit more of him uh, in this episode, and uh, I, I think he's already uh, starting to get there. Um, he's done enough, maybe, but. Uh, I mean, considering all this, if there was a scene with him in the bath drinking a dare ice coffee, I think that would definitely push it over the over the edge into eccentric territory. That's all the confirmation you would need. <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, especially somehow watching the TV show he's a character in, that would be... Yes, if he was watching the Umbrella Academy, that would it would definitely That'd raise be something some for sure. questions. <laughs> All right, well, that brings us to the end of this season of wow. Primates and the end of the season of the Umbrella Academy, season one. But we will be back, I guess. Are we calling it season three or just extended season two of Primates with season two oh, of know. the Umbrella Academy? <laughs> In the meantime, before we start on that, probably next week, I will put out the episode of that we went through it last time for people to listen to in the meantime. Mm-hmm. I'd love people to let me. I will. There's no way I'll be listening back to it. But if anyone <laughs> has the stomach for it, wants to listen back, I'd love to hear if my opinions have changed on anything or if I said anything particularly contradictory to myself mm. um, or if we missed anything that we talked about in the last one. Yeah, we've um, definitely gone through it in more detail this time around, but um, yeah, I, I, I'm interested to to hear what you guys all thought. Yeah, also, if you want to do that, just uh, click on the link in the show notes where you can leave a message in uh, just a little Google um, form where you can just, it's very quick to fill out, just put your name, your city or where you're from and what your question or comment is. Um, but yeah, that brings us to the end of this. Evan, thanks so much for joining me on this journey. It's been no emotional. Um, people can find you at the links in the show notes, including on Twitch, Saturday mornings, Melbourne time, and yep. g- at gamygame.com, which will be back, you know, sometime after sometime. allowed out of the house again. So yeah. hopefully there'll be episodes before the end of the year, but I Fingers certainly crossed. can't promise that <laughs> because I'm <laughs> in no way part of the decision-making process. <laughs> but hopefully I'll be a panelist at some point. Hopefully. Uh, uh, I will lay... <laughs> pretty thick pressure on that happening (laughs) anyway uh follow me at all the things in the comments in the description as well how smooth is this outro going um and evan as we always say here at primates podcast chimps forever it's beautiful man This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work.